Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. I'm saying fantastic footballer. I'm also saying, where's he going to play? Yeah, true that. Very good point. He has to play because he cost 40 million quid. 60, weren't it? 60 has to play. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fozcast. Today, we are talking all things transfers, how they work, the mechanics of a transfer, who makes the first move, tapping up. Is that still a thing? Stay tuned. It's going to be an absolute belter. As always, joined by Tom. How are we? Yeah, I'm good. Craig Dawson, still waiting. Where are you? Come on, Craig. Come on, Dawson. You know it makes sense. Tubesy boy, how are we, mate? I'll be better when Craig Dawson comes on. (laughs) Damn right. Come on then, Tomasi, let's get into it. (laughs) Right, transfers. All things transfers. So what we're going to do, because we are like in the beginning of pre-season, there's pre-season games going on. So the first question we're going to kind of get into is what happens when the player doesn't get his move? So they've, they've, you know, it's a done deal, whatever. And then they don't get their move. What happens to the player, and what's it like with the player around the place? All right. So um, when, like, when when transfers are going on, right? First and foremost, when the transfer window opens, okay, it's like it's like so exciting because you've got you've got like a whole pool of different players who are in a different stages of their career. They know if they're going to get a move or not. Well, not know, but they 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 might do. There's players who have just signed new contracts who have got no chance of them being involved in a transfer anywhere at all. So they haven't even got to worry about it. They're not even thinking about might get a move. I'm happy here. I'm settled. All that kind of stuff. But there are always quite a lot of players i'd say it's probably in excess of 50 percent of players yeah when the transfer window is open they are watching their phone they're talking to their agent they're sort of looking at prospective moves here there and 50%, everywhere 50 yeah. percent. honestly it is that like pr- clubs are looking at so many players it is an absolute joke so you might get a little bit of a a wind of a text or of a message from somebody saying oh somebody at my club asked about you like what's happening with you and then you go and tell your agent and all that kind of stuff um it's a mad time honestly it's an absolutely mad time you're coming into training every day and have you heard him? Have you heard? Apparently, he's going here. I heard that they want him, and they heard, and that's what it is. So like, gossip. Oh, pure gossip. What's mate. it like at your place at Soccer AM? Because obviously, you're all football people, right? And yeah. you've got a lot of people close to the game, a lot of ex pros. What's the football gossip like at Soccer AM? Oh, it's constant. So and so, it's because it's on Sports News 24 7. Yeah. So everyone's going, what? You know, is he going to join? Is he going to join? And stuff like that. But that's what I know is like, if you see something on Sports News, are you like, oh, I don't. 
don't, I don't think he's that good, like sort of thing. All why the time. Do we, why do we want to sign in? You see it all the time. There's so many times. You, you, even you get players who get linked with really big moves and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, mm, I don't know, you know, I think that's a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. And then you see like the big boys trying to splash 70, 80 mil on players. And even then you're thinking, well, I played against him last year and he weren't the best, you know. Have you ever thought to yourself where you've seen a big move and thought, what the hell are they doing spending that much on him? Yeah. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. of times. Absolutely loads. There's been so many of them. Like, to be fair, one, the one transfer that really, um, really surprised me last year was the Romelu Lukaku transfer, transfer right? So, what was it? 90-odd mil. Yeah. And I, I, for one, honestly, thought this is a no-brainer here. Big Romelu Lukaku coming back to the Premier League. He's got a point to prove, right? He's joining Chelsea. Surely they're going to make him like the focal point of the team. Surely they're going to play around him. He's going to score a hatful of goals. And it just did not work, did it? Like, it yeah, did yeah, not work. Yeah, but I don't... I, 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 I was a bit different to you, Ben. I've got to be honest. Like, I'm obviously I'm a massive Chelsea fan. But when, when I was like, they were going, we're signing back Romelu Lukaku, I was like, I'm not sure about Underwound, this. Underwhelmed, were you? Why? Because... You can't really base... Again, we'll probably get into the debate about Premier League being the best league and stuff like that, but which was funny, by the way. But he had a really good season in Italy. He scored yeah. loads and loads of goals. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's going to be amazing in the Premier League again. It's like, you can't base 94 million on a, an amazing season. On in one Serie season. A. And it's like, we brought him back, played against Arsenal. Granted, he was awesome. And then it was just like the same sort of Lukaku. I was like... Not fitting into Chelsea's system. That first game against Arsenal, he oh, was like yeah. a big bully, weren't he? Oh, it was amazing. He was like ragdolling he... players everywhere and stuff. It but was then incredible. he was, got, you know, he did the, the interview. You know, I was like, what? I, I, it frustrated me because I got a season ticket. And like when he was on the bench, he used to like, all the players would come out at half time warming up and stuff like that. He'd roll out with like two minutes to go until the, the second half, just not asked. And I was like, I don't get this guy. Like, what's he doing? Yeah, you want to see a bit more enthusiasm, a bit more sort of like up for it. Yeah, and not people like we've got to play to his strengths and play like make him the focal point of the team. It's like, I don't know if he warrants that. Yeah, I think I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea are such a big team, and they've got so many big names already in there that you're gonna. It's gonna be difficult to just base your team style and play around one player because like Lukaku, right? The way that he he would thrive in a team where they go right. Big dog, you're the focal point, yeah? yeah? You stay up there, we'll get the ball up into you, whether it's into your chest, into your feet, whatever. Then you hold it up, we get up the pitch, we'll, you lay somebody in, lay it out wide, you get back in the box, boom, goal, finish, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Chelsea don't really play no. that style of football, do they? They've got a mix and match of everything. They've got pace, they've got power, they've got quality. They don't really look to just hit it to the big guy and get it round in. Like Timo Werner, put the ball in behind and he's onto it. He's a whip it, yeah? Kai Havertz, people like that, rapid, yeah? Pulisic, beautiful football. It's not really suited to Romelu Lukaku, is it? Now, do, do you think a team like Chelsea should change the whole system for him? No, they probably shouldn't. Shouldn't he adapt his game to fit into Chelsea's system? But then system? that's the... Why, sign him in the first well, yeah, That's my point. Then. That's why I was underwhelmed. I was like, I don't see how this is going to work. Ch this is the difference, It's not like it? he set the world alight at Man United, was it, in the Premier League? No, but United are that type of team as well. This is the difference between Man City and Liverpool, isn't it? They, do, yeah. they don't make signings unless they fit in their system perfectly. Yeah, they're, they're tailored. They are tailored signings and they've had their eye on them for a long time, Man City, Liverpool especially. It's not like, they won't, they won't impulse by anyone. Like no, they will no. never impulse by a player because it's, it, it has to fit a set 
that like that's the way that it works for Liverpool and Man City. They have positions and they have systems yeah. and people work and it's like a cog, like a cog system. Yeah, one person fails to do their job, the whole cog stops working, and that's why Man City and Liverpool are miles ahead of everybody at the minute. Yeah. They well, really, like, really last are. Last season, United just signed a lot of really good footballers. Yeah, but yeah, and had it, no it, system whatsoever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Didn't which work, is, did it? I think it was a little bit of a false dawn where at the start of the season everyone was going, United have signed Varane and um, or, you know all the other players, and you think. Nice. Yeah, like, but it's I not, was guilty yeah. thinking, oh, maybe they're going to do a bit this season. But going back to Lukaku and like you know uh, this Chelsea system, that makes you think: was it a Thomas Tuchel signing? Yeah. The amount of times yeah. now, like in the modern day football, that the actual managers aren't signing these players. Yeah, it's, it's coming true. from above. I know. And it's I don't crazy. get that. It's absolutely crazy. Like, and who, could, and oh, who are these guys making this decision? What? Are they football people? Is it a business decision? Do you know what I mean? What, are they signing them for what they can make commercially? Are they signing him for what he's going to do on the pitch? Like, it's it's baffling, isn't it? And we're not talking about small amounts of money here. No, we're no. talking about, like, even like even the 30, 40, 50 million pound players and stuff like that. Wow. Because you've got to think about it, haven't you? Like, Thomas Tuchel plays his system. He's signed, well, he or whoever signed Lukaku has come in and he's not played him. Yeah. It's, like, it's not rocket science. It's like, well, he obviously didn't go and sign him. Yeah, but this is maybe. a power struggle at a club, isn't it? It's, it's different. Like, years ago... Sir Alex Ferguson I was mentioning but he ran the club he made the sign-ins and that's the difference these days between managers and head coaches isn't it the head yeah. coaches it, it, am I right Ben in saying here's your team yep. you coach them and get them ready for match day yep. but like surely it's like a DNA thing like with it, what England were doing with their DNA a few years ago it's like this is how we play we roll it down the age groups and guess what seven or eight years later we've got all these young technical players that know how to play in the mm. system yeah, the thing when is, they get to the senior team exactly the thing is and a lot of teams though nowadays they need they need the success now yeah they need so there's yeah. probably there's probably 12 premier league teams yeah who who will just have coaches because they they haven't got the longevity they haven't got the the system in place where they can rely on the young players coming through and doing it the right way whereas there's probably two or there's probably two or three teams in this league. So I'd say Liverpool, Man City, where their manager is a manager. Yeah, he manages the football club. He knows everything that goes on in that football club. Everybody that gets signed has to be initiated, looked at, like observation. They have to do their homework on every single player to know that they're going to fit this system, system. Fit this system. Whereas, like you say, the, the coaches of the Premier League, and there's a lot of them they have to work with what they're told they're working with. And so like a player could arrive tomorrow and the manager's like, who, who is this? Like, who is this guy? Like, and the, the, then the chief, exec, the chief execs above them, yeah. who may not even be football people, will be going, oh, he's a central, central midfielder. Um, he's this, he's this. And the, the manager's like, what? Yeah. I got told a story, uh, like a top, top, top manager, one of the best managers of all time, went into a meeting and said, these are the players I want. And these, the people, whoever they are, the people above, the owners and all that, s said, no, 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 these are your options. And gave them another list back. Another piece of paper. Yeah, another piece of paper saying, no, this is why, and this is why, because of the stats from last season, the sell-on clock. And he was like, no, I told you who I want. Yeah. And they've gone, no, sorry, he, he's two years too old. And it was like, this I can't really tell. Work, oh, is it? it's, it's absolutely mental. How is that happening? Yeah. Well, this is why I guess when you look at like big money signings that come in, look at uh, let, let's throw one out there, Donny Van Der Beek, right? So he comes in, doesn't play, and you can only surmise that that is the scenario that's happened. That when he was signed, Ollie wasn't having him. 
That's the only thing you can think of. Because why bring in a player for that much money yeah. and you don't play him? Well, you can only think he was brought in against the manager's will and they're not having him. You know, honestly, right, it's like transfers are so fascinating because it's never, ever it's so straightforward. Do you know, like people play fancy manager or like championship manager or whatever it was back in the day. And it, it all looks so simple, doesn't it? You make a bid for a player. <laughs> it gets accepted. You give them personal well, Sometimes terms. you have to negotiate pretty hard, Ben. Yeah, but either way, <laughs> it, it's, 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 pretty, it's still pretty straightforward. You, you, you negotiate personal terms, signing on fee, four-year deal, sweet as a nut. Yeah, done, right? get yourself in the It team, does yeah. not work like that. Yeah. It is so long-winded now. It is an absolute joke. So, so how does it work from... So, so okay, then. So, um, Everton yeah. want to approach Norwich about a sign-in, right? How does that process start? Okay, so the process starts, right? Everton have identified a player that they want to sign from Norwich, right? They will then know somebody that will know that player, okay? Somebody within the Everton hierarchy, scouts, scouts, like coaches, whatever, players even will know that player, yeah? They will get in touch with that player or his agent and be like, would he be interested in a move to our football club? Yeah, it would be as, it will be literally be as simple as that. Will he be interested in That's a move? That's amazing. Right? So they go to the agent or the player first, not the chairman no, of the football they, they club. they need to know first and foremost that the player is there any is point actually, us? Yeah, is there actually any point in us pursuing this because we want to sign him, but if he doesn't want to move, yeah. There's no point. Of, yeah. Exactly. But then this is where there's a million different factors involved. So it, it's fully dependent on who the player is, wh where he is, where he lives. Is he, did he... Did he grow up in that town? Has he got roots in that town? Has he got a family that kids go to school? All that kind of stuff, yeah? And this is what will like sway his decision. Is his wages going to get doubled? Is his wages going to get like a bit more? You don't know. This is why they need to do the homework first because they can't go all the way down the road of making an official bid and then the player just comes out and goes, no, I ain't moving there. So when they make an official bid, so official bids goes in. No, no, no. First and foremost, they've, they've, this is where then the player will come back or the agent will come back. The text back, yeah, I'd be interested in that. I'd definitely be interested in that, okay? And then this is where the other club, like Everton in this example, for example, would have to go, okay, they'll, they'll have a vague idea of what wages they're on. So they'll know that they'll fit fit within their wage structure, yeah? So if, if Everton are signing a player from Norwich, they will know that they personal terms won't really be a thing. They'll be able to deal with the yeah, personal yeah. terms, okay? So then the club will then, at that point, get in touch with Norwich and actually make a formal bid. They will make a bid to Norwich, right? And sometimes they make it public knowledge. Sometimes they don't make it public knowledge. Um, Whose choice is that? That is, that is, there's a load, there's a million people that will find, as soon as they make this bid, yeah. everybody knows about it within the football clubs, yeah? Sometimes you do get these sneaky little ones where they won't tell the player because, so, so say for example, Everton have just made this bid for this Norwich player, um, but Norwich really want to keep hold of this player, yeah? They will, Norwich will not tell the player and they will just reject the bid because they don't want the player going, I know these have made a bid for me now and blah, 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 yeah? But the word gets out. It's the way that it goes, yeah? Nowadays, social media, all this kind of stuff, somebody will find out somewhere and it becomes common knowledge, right? But sometimes the club, buy, the buying club, wants it to be common knowledge. So they'll leak it to the press. They'll leak it to... Like, up news, we've yeah, just of course put a bid in. They know all the reporters. They, they'll just give them a little story and they'll go, we've made a bid for him for this. And I imagine sometimes agents do that as well. For sure. So other people come yeah. in and to Drum bid up as a well. bit of business. Yeah, yeah. So then hopefully you get a bidding war. Like if you can get a bit, if you're an agent, right? <laughs> oh my, exactly <laughs> that. Just give me the money. <laughs> yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So you get a bidding war going, mate, they are cooking because then you can literally just bounce off each one. 
It's another phone call. Get off the phone to them and go, okay, so they're going to offer him 20 grand a week, yeah? Next one. Well, they've offered him 25 grand a week, so you need to go. It just works does it like ever that. Backfire? Does it ever backfire, though, where a club will go, nah, you're bullshitting because he's my mate at that club, and I know that's not the case. Does yeah. it? Yeah, it's got uh, to have done. It's it, got to have it done. surely does. It surely does. You've got to be a bit careful. You can't take the mick, yeah? You can't take the mick. But, um, yeah, everything, everything is rumour mill now. Like, even within the clubs, all the lads know what's going on. If if somebody's interested in somebody, like, like I say, the player already knows. So then he's told his mate who gets dressed next to him. And then that mate who gets dressed next to him has told half the team already. So everybody already knows about it. Have you ever had a player, like, basically come in shake all your hands and go it's been a pleasure guys thank you so much you know being great teammates because you know i'm off oh, I'm like and, I'm and then the old deal gets absolutely pioed and he comes back in the next day morning lads morning lads the, the famous one is the odd and wingy one isn't it oh, you remember the peter oh, odd and wingy yes. one at qpr um yeah that was horrible like honestly it was horrible because he was doing really well and it was a decent move for him he was going to go on to good wages all that kind of stuff um, but he just got ahead of himself. That's all it was. He so just he drove down to the club. Yeah. yeah. So he. Dr- so this is this is a perfect example of what I'm saying, right? The reason why the deal didn't get done, right, is because the club hadn't actually agreed the deal with QPR. Yeah. yeah. They hadn't actually agreed the deal. They he had agreed his personal terms and agreed to to sign for QPR before the clubs had actually agreed. So the player knew about it before the clubs did. Before like both clubs knew. Do you know what I mean? Were you with? Was that as at West Brom? Yeah. So what happened then when he came back in? It was um, people taking the piss, going, "Hey, up, lads!" I think people are gauging it a bit at first because that sort of thing can like that can hurt. That can get a bit deep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's fight, that's fight causing, isn't it? Yeah, it can get just a bit sat deep. Sat in his car, wouldn't he? Just like come Mate, on in. It was horrible. Like remember, he's outside Loftus Road, like, yeah. and he had the window down, and <laughs> all the fans are there because it's like transfer deadline day. The Sky News are there, and they're interviewing him. <laughs> he's sat in the driver's seat the of his car. Like, do do do, Peter. <laughs> I've always been a massive QPR yeah, fan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to play down the Loftus. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it? What when he came back in? So he came. You, I, please I think, tell me you gave him. No, nah, do you know what? We we kind of you have to gauge it though. Like I say, you don't want to do it because if he's if this has really affected him and done him in a bit, he could get the ump yeah. with it. Do you know what I mean? He could really get the ump. I, it got to a point a few days down the line where we're giving him a bit of grief for it for sure. Like and he's and he was good. He was good banter and he was good value for it but that's like that's a bit of a blow to a player you know if you're that close to a move and then it collapses that is um yeah, that's on. a bit of a problem you know you can lose players if they don't get the move that they're wanted you know what i mean no, like yeah. like I, I remember saying at the beginning of last season when when harry kane put his transfer request in um i said it's going to be a problem this because if they don't sell him now he's going to be he'll struggle because he's like well I wanted this move this is a life changing move don't get me wrong he's already got enough money but he's going to a club where he's guaranteed to win things right and so I said this could mentally affect him it could affect his confidence you might not be the same Harry Kane that we're used to fair play to Harry Kane because he still came back got straight back into the team and he was same old business as usual weren't it that just says a lot about Harry Kane as a bloke but there's been players I've seen in the past where they don't get the move that they're angling for or they wanted whether it's because uh, what the buying club won't pay enough money or the selling club want too much money no matter what it is mate it affects them and you can lose them for a lot of, a big chunk of the season after that absolutely have you ever seen a player say to a manager you've got to go and sign him like go and sign him 
Or yeah. do, players, do players try and sign players? Well, apparently, like you've got a really good story yeah. of this, actually. You told us ages ago, I want you to tell that, but you've got a Jermaine Pennant story. But the re- apparently the reason why Man United signed Cristiano Ronaldo in the very first instance was where they played a pre-season friendly against Sporting Lisbon. Lisbon yeah. And this young lad, Cristiano Ronaldo, just ran everybody ragged. Like he was a megastar on the day. He was only 18, 19, 20, whatever he was. And he was running rings around everybody. And Gary Neville, I remember him saying... I walked off that pitch and I said to the manager, we need to sign this guy. And all the other lads were like, he is incredible. We need to sign this guy. We need to sign this guy. And they got the deal done rapid because they had seen him up close and personal and they were like, we need him. We've got to have this guy. So they went and signed him. But you, please tell me this, your story about Jermaine Pennant. It is top well, class. Yeah, well, we did the golf life with, um, uh, with Jermaine Pennant and he was like, obviously you played for Liverpool. So how did all that come about? He said, Steven Gerrard. He said, I was literally just on the pitch, Birmingham versus Liverpool. And Steve, I can't do the accent. He did the accent. But he was just like, who's your agent? Who's your agent, son? Who's your agent? And he was like, oh, it's Sky Andrew. He's like, right, you know, we, we're, we're going to get you. We're going to come and get you. And he was like, literally in the middle of the game, just going. What? He was like, Steven Gerrard. Who was like, he playing for at the time? Was that Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, my God. He started for Notts County, Jermaine Pennant, didn't yeah. he? But that that sort of stuff, honestly, does that mate, happen? Does that does yeah, it happens, mate. But it might not be it might not be as like face to face as that. But <laughs> literally during the game, oh yeah, then, we're going we're going to sign so you. So Stevie G says we're going to sign you. Yeah, he said, you know, a couple of months later, whenever it was, he was like, yeah, he was there. One one good example, right? So we're, we're in the championship with Watford um, a couple of years ago, and you come up against some of these young players because championships are really good place to find young and up and coming yeah. players. They might be on loan from a Premier League team, or they might just be a young lad that's got a chance in the championship. Um, and I remember playing against Reading, right? And they had a couple lads on their team, but one in particular um, was was a young uh, Michael Elise. Okay, so we played against Reading. And Michael Elisa, you could just tell, had it. Yeah, he had he had all the ability, he had the drive, the the will to go and try and compete, everything. But his his ability on the ball was just whew, up close and personal. You could just see it, right? So the game's finished, right? And straight away, everybody was going, "Wow, he's a player, him. He's a baller, him. He, do you know what I mean? That sort of stuff." But that sort of stuff makes it back to the hierarchy as well, and word gets around. From that, from players talking, they'll tell maybe the manager, the manager might tell the the owner, the blah, 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 blah. And that, a lot of the time, is how it will be a massive spark to a player getting it. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, because this is one thing I was going to ask you. So players are, are powerful in, yeah. in the world of football, as we all know, contracts and, and everything else. In the off-season, so we're like right in the off-season now, we've been travelling a bit together and stuff. You've had... Three, four, five phone calls from either scouts or managers about potential players they're yeah. going to sign, and I don't think everyone knows this happens like, or as quite as regularly. And it's due diligence, right? Yeah. So if you're spending twenty million on a player, or even if it's a young up and comer, you've got a squad of twenty-five blokes, right? Young, egos, athletic yeah. egos. They've got to fit in. So, how do these conversations go with agent, uh, with scouts and managers? Ben? Yeah. Okay. So, like you say, I have. I've had quite a few this off season where where they're trying to they're trying to basically just find information out about a player. Um, they they obviously want to know a bit of technical ability. What's he like at that? What's he like as a professional? All that kind of stuff. Does he do it right? But the the 
biggest thing, honestly, and I mean this, the biggest thing that they, they care about, they worry about, and they want to know about is what he's like as a lad. Personality. It is literally yeah. what is their personality like. And that is the overriding thing that they're trying to find out about. Because they can do their research on his technical ability. They can look at his stats, his numbers. They can watch games of him playing. Yeah, But what they don't know is what he's like behind closed doors. What he's like in a group of men. How does he get on? Will he work as a, as a part of the team? Does he help everybody out? All that kind of stuff. And that has been... The biggest thing I've been asked this off this off season is what's he like as a lad, and I'll I'll be deadly honest because I know these people and I've got to hang my hat on it as well. Do you know what I mean? So if I say, oh, he's top class, he's absolutely top class, but he's a bit of a dickhead, yeah. like then that person who I've told he's top class is got to go and tell his manager, and if he's not that top class lad, then. Do you know what I mean? It comes back on me eventually in one way or another. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'll be d deadly honest because I think that's how you've got to be in life sometimes. Have you ever had one over the, the course of your career where someone's gone, what's he like? And you've said, mm, listen, he's he's maybe not the most positive um, person around a dressing room. Have, have you ever had that conversation? Yeah, I, like I say, I'm deadly honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to kill anybody or shoot people down or scupper their move or anything like that, but I will tell you exactly what I think. I've played with so many players who are like, they're hard work and they're like prima donnas and they want a bit of attention and a bit of love and they can, they can be really divisive at times, you know what I mean? So I will be deadly honest and I'll say, he's a little bit like this, but this is how you can get around it. This is, and if you've got players willing to do that or you're willing to do that, and you're willing to work with him that's how you can overcome it but as a player brilliant he's he's top yeah he's class this is what he'll do this is what he won't do this is what this, this is how it works right but i've got to be honest i do you know and that's how life works right if you're you've got to be honest and yeah just give your opinion basically yeah. if you're a dickhead you're a dickhead don't be a dickhead don't be a dickhead what goes yeah. around comes around but we've even had it with the foscast when we're looking at booking guests and footballers and and we've been kind of told on on a, on a number of occasions, I'll come on, but just give it a few weeks because there might be something in the offing, or you know what I mean. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. like we've been, you know, I've got something coming up, and I probably can't speak too freely we, for we, another we, few weeks. We do it about guests as well, don't you? Yeah. you know, you've had him. What's he like? You know, just, that's we what, do, yeah, yeah, we do, we do that quite a lot, actually, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, with so, Tubes' golf channel, was like, is he a yeah, good lad? Would yeah. he come on the podcast? Background and, checks. You need to know yeah. what you're going to be working with. You don't with. want a bellend on your podcast. Exactly. Do you? And not only that, <laughs> this guy, this guy has got to go in and work with 25 lads, yeah, yeah and be part of a team and. Like, they're the guys that you... Like, you see your workmates more than you see your family members. You do. Yeah? You need to know that it's going to work. Absolutely. Do you think the international scene's a big thing with transfers? Like yeah. Like Raheem oh, Sterling. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Raheem didn't play as much as he probably liked to last year for Man City. Do you reckon, like, Mason Mount, Reese James are all like... I'm signed for Chelsea. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise, mate. It would not surprise. That's kind of... Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily tapping up, but it's like... They would have. They would be asking the question of Raheem, saying yeah. like, "Apparently, yeah, we're interested in you. Yeah. Apparently, we're interested in you. What would you think? Would yeah. you come to Chelsea?" And Raheem Sterling. The thing is, Raheem Sterling's from London. Yeah, this is what I mean. Raheem Sterling's from London. So for him to move to, people will say, "But you're leaving Man City. You're leaving guaranteed trophies." Yeah, that's great. He's already got about twenty-five of them already. Mm. However, <laughs> yeah, he does get to go and live back home again. 
yeah and probably play week in week and out and play week in week out he will be and probably get a load of dough exactly he'll be the main man he'll probably gone on to a little bit more wages but most importantly he's from London yeah, yeah? so he's moving home and he knows all his international teammates all the Chelsea exactly. players and he'll be playing and week he, in, week out. And he played week in, week out, and he's still absolutely top class. He's still yeah. top he's class. He's a great, great signing. Yeah, How old is Raheem Sterling? 27, right? isn't he? 27. He's the Best most... years of his I think footballing career. Yeah, him. and he's like the most capped player in the England squad. And you think, because at the end of last season, he, he didn't play the, the cup finals and whatnot, but going into the World Cup and that, he's going to be playing every week. Yeah. He, he's a guarantee of goals and yeah, assists he's, sure. he's be, a guarantee it'll be I think, a, I think it's an it, unbelievable signing it'll be a sneaky threes. one for fantasy Premier League next year but yeah people people will say like you're leaving Man City but honestly where you're living is is a massive factor in a, in a move of a transfer it is it's a massive thing really really is big thing is there any, ever anything so if you're relocating for example so if you were to go up to um, like Nick Pope right he's going from Burnley to Newcastle yeah, yeah. is there ever like a provision in a contract where like with some jobs like normal jobs you'll get a relocation fee yeah is that a thing <laughs> brilliant i love it <laughs> right oh, we need to do a contract episode one time okay so i saw peter crouch did his peter uh, yeah, contract yeah. thing for was it for stoke i think it was his first premier league oh was it okay well, i'll do that one there i'll bring one of my contracts in bring we'll your do... united contract oh in. wow we're talking figures then yeah we'll do that all right we'll do it and we'll not we'll redacted have, and we'll whole lot. but right listen every every single contract yeah one thing that is absolutely statutory it's in every single contract is you get a relocation fee yeah oh really you'll get a relocation fee it's like a pfa premier league thing or whatever it is right and the relocation fee is eight thousand pounds okay so no matter where it is you might not move home yeah and you're staying in the same house because you signed for the team that's down the road yeah that's different so you're not even moving but still you will get an eight thousand pound relocation fee and what that relocation that is fee is for is for like um it might be for sofas it might be for a telly it might be for removals yeah it is in every single contract so you'll see this eight grand i remember seeing it when i when i like when i moved to like man united or whatever right i weren't on massive money or anything but i saw this eight grand relocation fee and i was like <laughs> buzzing that's class like how do i get it so who, i had to who, go and ask who, them who pays that so the club pay it the club pay it so basically I, what i do is so when i'm moving up to manchester i get an apartment or i get a house or whatever yeah, yeah. i can use that eight thousand pound to pay for like say removals for example right so i pay the removals guys yeah the money <laughs> And then I give the I literally take the receipts into into Man United, and then that will get reimbursed back into my wages in the next one or the next pay. I'll tell you what, that. they'd need more than eight grand tubes to move all his money from the <laughs> safe, wouldn't they? Hey, oh, I love it. Do you know Good what? That, that's a proper insight. Yeah, that, I did not. I, relocation fee. Everybody gets this eight grand relocation thing in their what, contract. So, so someone signs for two hundred and fifty grand a week. Yeah. They, they get, get eight, they get their eight grand, grand for their sofa. I don't think to get them moved. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're trying to save. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're trying to save the receipts at that point and think about <laughs> it or buzz off it quite like I did. But yeah, it's still in the contract. It's just what you do. But is that that can't be for lower league teams, surely? Yeah, but it's definitely a Premier League thing. It's definitely a Premier League thing. Right, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. That's incredible. It is definitely a Premier League. Oh, thing. we've got to do that contract one soon, then that'll be yes, cool. please. Yeah, we'll go through what my first Man United contract. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, come on, that'd be awesome. We'll have a look, yeah. We'll look, have a look. Also, I've definitely got it at home. I'll tell you what we could do. We could get a lawyer in to break it episode, down. To break it down with us. What Sports it means. lawyer. Yeah, okay. That'll be good, like yeah. That. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, I've, I've got it at home. I've definitely got my, my Man United contract okay. at home. So so let's say that, right, we're kind of tangenting, which is brilliant, what we always do. But let's say the deal's done, the player's signed, yep. the transfers. So 
logistically, what happens, signed on the dotted line, go to the club, who then communicates and says, right, it's your first day at training report here. How and, and and what's that like as a new player? How does that first day work? Yeah, okay. So um when you when you're going up and you're doing your medical, all that kind of stuff, and you sign in personal terms, you'll probably be, meet the manager, you might meet the first team coach. If you're a goalkeeper, the goalie coach will hundred percent be there um to say hello to you and stuff, to show you around the building. Um but what you'll also do is you'll meet every club as a, a club liaison guy, yeah? yeah. Uh, like a, a player liaison, basically. So he's the guy who is the organiser. He sorts out everything, whether it's a day-to-day schedule for the lads of uh, training at 10 o'clock and then lunch at 12 o'clock and then we're travelling at 4 o'clock. He's that guy that te- sends all the text messages out of organisation and stuff like that. What happens is you'll get his number, yeah? And then he will, he will basically just tell you what the working week is. This is where you need to be at what time, boom it's literally as simple as that so then you've got it down on a text message this is where like club fines are a big thing because everybody is told in advance of where they need to be and at what time and what they need to bring yeah and if you don't bring it then it's your own fault it's sloppy it's so sloppy yeah because you've got it in a text message yeah it's not like you've had to go and find out for yourself or anything god forbid it's literally been sent to you it's laid on a plate so if you're not there on time with what you need you're going to get fined just going, you're chucking it out there again, going off on a tangent. A football medical, what is it? What happens? Oh, it's long, mate. It's so long, honestly. It's the how long, long is it? Oh, right. So, um, so what normally what you normally do is you will have agreed the, the clubs will have agreed a, a sign a, 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 the the fee the transfer fee. Yeah. You've agreed your personal terms. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next step is a medical. Yeah. It's it, it's the third step probably of the transfer. Teams agree the fee, agree personal terms, go and do a medical. Yeah, but it's not like a bleep test, is no, it? No, it's no. Like they're, no, they're, no, no, no. Why are you all up? And in, all that? Do you know what in Italy and all that they do? They do a lot of like heart tests where you'll get walking on the treadmill. You know, you always yeah, see them yeah, wearing yeah, that, that weird vest yeah. thing, meshy vest. That's not. They're not doing a crazy session norm necessarily. It's just it's just heart monitoring. Yeah, right. so it's to monitor, make sure everything's working properly, and then they'll compare it against previous heart scans and stuff just to make sure there's no deterioration or anything changing, all that kind of stuff. But the 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 majority of a of a medical is you'll have um, basically the, the the first team physio or yeah. the doctor. They will get you in a room alone and they will be asking all your medical history to make to find out anything about you. Like they'll they'll do. It's the most thorough like medical. Imagine you're doing like an insurance thing. You're yeah. signing with an insurance company. They need to come and do a full medical checkup. Yeah. So they'll ask you all your history, all this kind of stuff, family history, all that. But then you need to do the physical checkup where you have to like. For me, because I've had bad knees, like they've made me get in a real deep squatting position before. So I've been to see the doctor and he's gone, right, get in a really deep squatting position, as, as deep as you can get. And I was, he'd be looking at me and I would go, it's okay, yeah? And I'm down on all fours, like literally, I was going to do it then. But I was like, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. And he's going... How much do you want to sign for this yeah. club? And he's going, does that feel okay? And I'm thinking, no, it kills. <laughs> Fucking kills. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going. Yeah, it's fine. Like not pe- nothing. I can't even. I can go deeper if you want. Like it's sweet as a nut. So you're. Um, yeah. So we'll do all that kind of stuff. Pushes your prodders. Your feels the range of this. And no pain. No pain. And you're like no, 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 no. 
and then you've got to go and do your scans and the scans is the bit that takes a long time so what they'll scan is they'll make they'll scan all the major joints so as a goalkeeper Jesus. you'll need your shoulders doing you'll need your neck doing um your hips obviously and then that's that like that's for, for all the joints but then you have to do all the major muscle groups as well so you're looking at hamstrings calves thighs um you'll be doing like inside your groin inside your knee mri scans for your knees because i've got bad knees mri scans for your ankles and they can take six to eight hours six to eight or to ten wow. hours and you normally get it done in one bulk as well so you will go in for um like say if you're going in for your hamstring scans yeah you'll yeah. go in for a hamstring scan um and it'll be an hour you'll come out you'll sit down for five minutes and then they'll go right we're just setting it up so we're going to do the the quads and then you're in for an hour and then we're going to do your knees and your knees might be an hour and a half yeah and it, it's literally five minutes off on for anything oh it's, it's so long it's important to know that we had uh, Matt Ogunsanya doctor former doctor at Watford and Gary Lewin said this exactly yeah. the same thing though when you hear about players failing medicals it's he, they both said it's not a case of passing or failing a medical it's a risk assessment yeah. so you don't fail a medical all the medical teams get all the information and they give it to the coaching staff the CEO whoever and say this is the risk assessment over it's to up you. to you if yeah. you want to sign him. So they know they've signed players over the years that have been banged up, but they'll go, do you know what though? He's good on a Saturday afternoon and we can get a season out of him, for example. So it, we were, it was really interesting. That's I think really, even you were a bit yeah, surprised, the, weren't well, you? The, when? the medical is the bit that can actually alter a contract offer yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. So the initial contract's been accepted, personal terms is all agreed, but then the medical can actually change it a little bit where something might crop up where you can see like in your knees for examples sometimes you can have a scan on your knee and you can see it's it's called um basically wear and tear like it's a degenerative thing and you can see it sometimes in a scan um where you know that within a set amount of time that's going to become a problem right so that way the contract then gets structured slightly differently yeah you have to play x amount of games to be on this amount of wage it might be a shorter contract wow. you know what i mean somebody could be yeah, getting a five-year yeah, yeah, deal yeah this degenerative knee pops up in the scan and they go, whoa, we're not sure about that now. Five years, maybe only three. Do you know what I mean? Because we, we think we might only get three out. Money might become lower because of it. All sorts, honestly. Like, they are, I, w I won't lie to you, a medical is a big worry for a player. A big worry. I'm surprised. Because of, like say, it's not a, it's not a pass or it's a, it's a risk assessment. And, it can alter a lot of things. It really can. And how long do you have to wait for the results? Oh, they're they're later that day. Right, within so within day. Well, oh, with, okay. probably not even within hours. It's le it's less than an hour. So as soon as the first set of scans are done, they're sent off to the medical to to a medical professional and to the club doctor and staff. Yeah. So the medical professional in that field, the hamstring specialist, yeah. will look at them. Go cool. They're yeah, perfect. He's good. The doctor will look at them. Cool. They're perfect. Check. Yeah. Then, right, so the player's not sweating for a few yeah, days. Exactly, going yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. It's right, later okay. that day. Normally, Nothing. like when I signed for Watford, I went, did my medical, and then they literally took me straight to the uh, training ground and everything on the way. The, the physio next to me was going, "Yep, that's cool. All right, cool." Looked at me and went, "Yep, everything's cool. We'll go and sign the contract." And that amazing. was it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So, what about due diligence the other way around? So, if you're potentially signing for a club and you've got mates at the club, a masseuse at the club, a physio, are you making phone calls saying, what's the gaffer like? Days off? Yeah. yeah. Training schedules? Tell me about that. That's literally how it works. What, like the, the text <laughs> messages or the phone call is, what's it like? You are, you are ringing to find out what it's like. And then days off is always a massive one. What days off do you have? 
Um, <laughs> seriously, it's a massive one. What days off do you have? Um, what's the manager like? Um, what are the lads like? What's he like? Is he? What's? I've heard he's a bit of a dickhead. Canteen food. Yeah. What's the like? All that kind of stuff. Facilities. Are they professional? Do they do it properly? All that kind of stuff. You are. You are finding out everything. But um, you you'll always like the player to be fair if he's your mate he might probably he'll probably want you to come so he will put a little bit it's the bit best of a, place in yeah, the world he'll put yeah, a, yeah. Calm down. exactly that he'll gloss it up just a Caviar little bit for breakfast. <laughs> exactly yeah. but have you ever been put off a move because a player's gone it's a shithole here do not bother uh no i haven't no i have not no i don't think um i don't think there's to be fair there's not many that will ever say oh my god this place is a shithole do not come <laughs> here like please do not come here um no, that's not a thing. Like I say, most of the time they will they will sort of big it up a little bit. But you've got to think if the player if the player that might is about to get this move is texting a player, he's already down the road of wanting to move to this club. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, just yeah. doing the final checks. That's what he's doing at this point. Okay. And wh- when you sign for a club then and you go in, so training day one, what about like all the training kit? Do you get like a your large like yeah. football kit? Do you just get your large stuff put there? Is the kit tailored for you? No, no, no. It's um, you'll try stuff on. Basically, the the training kit, you'll try it on. He'll go. The kit man will be there when you when you go into the changing room. So he'll show you your peg, all that kind of stuff, and he'll go right. Just try that kit on for me because that's a large. And I'm not sure if you need an XL, for example. So you'll try the large on. And he'll go, no, you're an XL. Cool. So he knows that for the rest of the season, your training kit is a set size, so it's always in your peg ready to go. Same with the foot, the actual like kit as well, the match kit. Um, he'll go try this top on because it comes up a bit tighter than what the thing is just try it on just see how it looks and then you'll you'll work it out yourself basically that's exactly how it works and then you'll you've normally got your big black bin bag from your, your old football club full of all your boots and like your gloves shin pads all that kind of stuff and then you just need to what you'll do is as well you've got to go to the physios and they'll be like right what sort of what treatment do you do like do you do you, do you come in after training and get a rub do you come in in ice that's interesting um do you need like mobility in the morning do you need stretching after training protein shakes protein shakes what do you take all that kind of stuff um the nutritionist will come and see you and he'll go right your body fat is this ideally we want it to be to this this is how we're going to change it we're going to give you're going to have like on days where you're not working so hard maybe not so many carbs all that kind of stuff um it's a thorough kind of you, you gotta imagine so they're paying you big wages and they're probably paid a lot of money for you they need to run you like a racehorse yeah they need to run you yeah. like and work you to the best of your ability because you just don't hear stuff like that you don't think you know what sort of protein bars do you like you just, you yeah just, oh you yeah. just assume like you're just given that no no, no. it's like, like uh, what do you are, you, want? Are, you, are you lactose intolerant like is, have you got a certain protein that you like because it doesn't like it agrees with your belly and some proteins don't agree with people's yeah. bellies um like i say ice baths after the thing do you need a stretch do you need how much work do you need in the morning right so when a, when a physio um is having this like conversation with the player if the player says oh i'm super low maintenance i don't really need anything yeah the the physio's going oh okay okay but what he's really thinking is get in there <laughs> you little beauty yeah the low maintenance players are like a physio's dream yeah. honestly they are an absolute dream the players who need stretching and physio and taping up and strapping because like players virtually every player you see playing in the premier league on a saturday will have an ankle strapping under yeah. their sock yeah because everybody's ankles get battered so much right twisted turning that they need a little bit of extra stability and as you get older your your tendons and your ligaments they're just not as strong as what they used to be so you always have to have a strap in and the strappings go on probably 
an hour before the game kicks off, just before the warm-up. So you've got a whole list, a whole like list of players of strappings, right? You're strapping at this time, this time, this time, this time. That's mad. So the low maintenance players, they are worth their weight. Do some gold. players strap themselves? No. Never, really? never, ever, ever. Not even their feet. Because you can't do it. You just can't do it. It's not, you can't do it the same. You have to have a physio. Like physios, you'll sometimes have a physio whose job is just to do strappings. Wow. Because there's that many players who will do it. And they'll find, like each player is slightly different. They like it a bit stronger, a bit looser in certain places, different places. So it's a big thing. Strapping is massive, honestly. Right. Just on the football kit as well, because this is a, a big one. Obviously, um, shin pads are very personal football shorts yeah right so over the ages you've got the Stuart Pearce shorts right and but they're kind of making a comeback so like a couple of players I noticed last season Matty Cash yeah. he likes a short tight short right yeah, yeah yeah Jack Grealish are they kind of going just give me the small ones or are they having them made or what how does that I go I don't know I haven't I've never heard of a player getting his shorts tailored or like some of them surely do I, some of them are like rugby shorts now like, mate, I got, don't they just roll them up like that uh, yeah they yeah. do yeah but then why would you would surely at that level you'd comfort you'd get them made no nah you just you just roll them up like <laughs> send my shorts to the tailors please we I've had I've had some goalie tops tailored before just you've had a goalie top tailored last week yeah that's a that's a retro shirt that I want to wear though um, but like I've had I've had tops tailored before because like maybe they're just too long in the arm or something and they budge over my gloves or yeah. like the the it's just too baggy or something so I'm like. I'll just I'll I'll get like ten off the kit man and I'll go to a tailor lady and I'll be like, can you just sort of take it down an inch there kind of it's just a bit baggy or something like that or it's a bit too wide because I've got a long body. Like my upper body is really long. Yeah, I've got like fairly short legs, but my upper body is just like <laughs> short legs. Yeah, They're they about are. 36 nah, inches long. In comparison, my upper body is double long, yeah. Um so I, I need I normally have to get like double XL clothes. And I'll get them tailored, won't I? You because do, yeah. I have to, have to fit me in the body. Because otherwise, enough, they're, they're around my belly button. Can, um, I, can I ask a random question that you probably yeah. won't know the answer to? But I've got to ask it. Why do footballers, yeah, in training and on games, always roll up their yeah. left shoe? It's always their left. It's one. a cool thing to do now, yeah, isn't it? Why is it the left? And how's it started? I don't know. I'm with you though. I've, I know exactly what you mean. Just like it's just pulling the, one up. Yeah, one up. It's a cool thing. That's all it can be. Why not? If you're left-footed, why is it not the right? I don't know. It's always the left. I think they must look down at themselves and think, Go, yeah, that yeah. one. Steady on, mate. You're going to just excite know, the viewers a little bit. Come on. No, but it's always the left. I'm, I'm with a, you. I'm with you. I don't know what it is. If anyone knows out there, please let us know. What about the sock thing? That seems to have gone out of fashion now, where they pulled the, the socks. socks. No, when they pulled them. Oh, remember what like JT used to do? Like pull them right up. Yeah. I think Nicholas and Alka was the first one of that. Or no, Thierry Henry would do that massively. Like, have his socks right up like almost not folded over do you know what I mean they would yeah. go up his thigh almost because like a lot of players don't in training don't do their laces up do they yeah they do yeah apparently, Eden, yeah. apparently Eden Hazard never never does his laces he said, they said that he was like the best player ever he said in training he just, just, like, just literally laces undone just rolling around uh, I can't honestly I don't think I've seen many no? players not do their laces up um, nah you ain't getting away with it like if, to be fair if I was a manager that sort of stuff, like, I ain't letting you get away with doing stuff just to be cool. Like, right. I ain't letting you, like, wear jewellery. I ain't letting you not tie your laces up. If somebody walks out for training, they're in my training session, I'd be like, do your laces up, mate. <laughs> yeah? Like, stop trying to look cool. Because that's yeah, all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's trying to look cool. And I'd be like, no, do your laces up. What's it like for um, the other players when a new player signs? 
Is it like, oh, are you going to go to him first? Are you going to go? Yeah, you, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you get, you got to, like, this is where, like, a senior player or somebody who's got a bit of better pe- people skills than most yeah. is, is the first guy to go over and it's go, hello, mate, you okay? Nice to meet you. Would what, that be you? Yeah, probably, most yeah. of the time. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Ben. Um, love, no, you need any help or anything? This is there. Oh, if you need that, it's over there. Um, and then it will be the usual, like, oh, what are you doing? You staying in a hotel? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to move down? You got a missus? You got kids? You got a girlfriend? Yeah. Um, um, where do you want to stay? Do you want to say central London? Do you want to say just out of London? Um, all that kind of stuff. That's where you have to, that's where you just start building relationships like that. So it's not like the manager brings him in on day one and says, this is Keith <laughs> yeah. and he's just had a transfer from Knox County. He's had, his, you, he's had his shirt tailored yeah. Yeah. and he likes he's strawberry a nice boy. protein. He likes ham and cheese sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> no, no, now no, be no, nice no. to Keith. <laughs> no, it's, um, no, the manager's job is, it is he'll, he'll get you signed, he'll be there when you're signing your contract or whatever probably, he'll say hello, he'll tell you what his plans are, what he wants from you, all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, it's up to the player then. You turn up for training the next day, the kit man will be waiting for you. He will. The kit man will be waiting for you on day one and then he'll take you in and he'll sit down and blah, blah, blah. And But then this is when all the other lads are starting coming in. Hello, mate, nice to meet you. Hello, mate, nice to meet you. But the players already know you've signed because they've seen it in the news. And I suppose you, there's a big chance that you might know a few players exactly. anyway. You'll, like, you'll you. almost certainly know, especially in the Premier proper, League. I'll be proper shy going into that environment. It's yeah. Bit, you didn't know anyone. It's, it's like, daunting, mate. Yeah. When you're walking into a room full of like 25 blokes, it, you might not know. Yeah. It is. It's proper daunting. Same as a new job. It's, it's, it's exactly, exactly, the, exactly same. the same thing, isn't exactly it? You go into a new job and it's um, those yeah. kind of butterflies, Butterflies, isn't it? mate. I know. Right, let's. Uh, right, let Tomasi. We've got some. We've got some big transfers that have happened already. There's some, and I'm sure there's going to be millions more made. Um, but let's just pick a few out the hat and have a look and say what we think of them. Paul Pogba, have Juventus pulled off the biggest coup ever of all time in the transfer world? So he was United as a kid. Contract runs out. Goes to Juventus. They sell him back to Man United for a world record fee, basically on loan for four years, and then take him back for free again. What's your opinion? Yeah, they've they've kind of had Man United's pants down a little bit, to be perfectly honest. They've had they've had the pants clean off, clean off, <laughs> whisked off. Like have they wedgie them? Have they wedgie? Clean off. They've been lobbed. Yeah, they, a they, little bit. Those to be pants fair. aren't coming back. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, for Juve, it's, it's a it's a like Paul Pogba, mate. Come on, like, I know Paul. A lot of people will say this about Paul Pogba, and he's you know he's not the best and all that. But, mate, he's world class. He is. It's as simple as that. Like when you get to see him up close and personal. You see what he's got. He is he is a world class player, and it's as simple as that. And as like, I'd like to think that he's getting towards. What is he? Is he in his thirties yet, or is he close to? No, sure, I think he's, he's late, twenty-eight. 20, 20, 20, I, I think 20s. he's got the best years ahead of him still. I really, really do, because I think he'll just settle into a set way of playing and find his form again, and he'll just like, but someone like Juve works for him it does it's proven that it works for him it's a fantastic move for him and it's a fantastic move for Juve do you there say that because it's the slow paced football so he can exactly take his that. touch he can do yeah. what he wants on the ball it's a perfect he's not getting fit. clattered in the Premier yeah. League like he, in the Premier League it's another who player you're playing who's against. just not suited to the Premier League it doesn't matter who you're playing against in the Premier League you're going to have somebody at your backside yeah. you will because that's the high high tempo nature of the Premier League You in in Italy it is a lot more sedate it is a lot more chilling you'll have a lot more time, time to pick to them passes, passes and drill those 30 yards balls all that kind of stuff right golfing maestro question for you how many goals is Gabby Jesus going to score for Arsenal this season I think he'll score 17 oh good I like I think it I get 20 yeah what yeah. about you Foz uh, I'll go for 19 so he's good it's, 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 it's a great it's signing a fantastic then. signing great signing it's a great great signing it's does, a, does a, exactly what it says he's in the a great player did you see that interview the other week he, he came across absolutely brilliantly he just said 
I don't want to be the superstar. I just want to play football with yeah. my mates. And uh, it was more like it was sincere. I know yeah. footballers sometimes go, yeah, it's all about the team. But he was like, nah, I don't want to be a superstar. No, he's a good no lad, super, can't yeah, you? He looks brilliant. Like, he's a fantastic player. It's just when you're playing at Man City, you've got to be a fantastic, On fantastic I think player. I think the good thing for, for Gabby Jesus is as well, he's, he's signed to a team where he's got a lot of friends. He's got a big old Brazilian connection there already. And he knows the gaffer. He, he knows from, the gaffer. Um, yeah, I think it, I do. Great, I, one, great I signing. hope it works out, but two, I think it will as well. I think it will. Yeah. Great, great signing. Great okay, signing. Uh, big signing for Newcastle. Massive signing for Newcastle. This one's for you, Foz, obvious reasons. Nick Pope, 30 years old, 10 mil. What a signing! Um, I, I thought you was gonna. I thought you was gonna go mm. ten mil for a thirty-year-old. That is a bargain, mate. Honestly, that is a bargain for for a ready-made goalkeeper. Yeah, who you know is one of the best goalkeepers in England to start with. Yeah, who will hit the ground running, will make you save like you would not believe. Right, ten million pound is an absolute steal for Newcastle United. I promise you. I love Nick Pope. If I if I had to pick one goalkeeper who I know is gonna do exactly what it says on the tin and make saves for me I would pick Nick Pope I absolutely yeah. love him and I think it is a steal at 10 million and he's pounds. another British lad you can see what Eddie, Eddie Howe did I was, at I was just about he? to say Eddie Howe is in the transfer market for Newcastle has been shrewd smashing it isn't it absolutely brilliant like yeah. he didn't go in and like I've got all this dough now I'm going to go bang 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 he's gone him 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 kept, proper players kept up and he's just going to keep building yeah I love Eddie Howe I think uh, Nick like you said there as well Nick Pope as a lad just he's one of the guys that you want on your team he yeah. is a lovely lad he will never disrupt anything he'll do it properly he works hard full professional what a signer just goalkeepers and new signings did you see the clip the other day of your mate Fraser Forster on the plane no. so he had Doherty on, on one side of him and then um, he had Eric Dyer and Eric Dyer said to um, Fraser he said what do you think of um, Doherty's goatee to Fraser <laughs> at 10 Minus two, he said. Uh. <laughs> Eric Dyer's pissing himself. I hope, I hope he's sitting in business or something because Fraser Forster is the longest man I've seen in he my was, life. It was a big chair. He is absolutely massive. His nickname is The Wall and it's The Wall for a reason because he is just massive. Brilliant. Right, okay. Here's one because I think it's a really, really good move, really brave move and he wants to play football. Nico Williams, 16 mil from Liverpool to Forest, 21 years old. You know a bit about Nico Williams, don't you? I just not. I don't know much about him. To be honest, I just know he's a fantastic footballer, and fair play, a yeah. great, great move for like Forrest signing him. Uh, Forrest, Forrest, I think you're going to do good. You know, Forrest, yeah. Forrest are chucking some money about. To be fair to him, it's a lot of money for a young lad, but, but he's, um, he's, he's, he's but he wants he's very to good. play Class. football. I mean, yeah. what would you say, Ben? Like as a youngster at Liverpool, and he could stay around for a year or two. I, I, I imagine. Yeah. But to want to go and play football, you've got to take your hat off to him, haven't Massively. you? Massively. That's, that's the most important of most important thing of any young player's development is actually getting out and getting out either on loan or permanent transfer where you can play football, where you can play first-team football. Because it's not just about um, getting out there. It's about it's about feeling part of a team. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure Liverpool have always made him feel part of the team. He's been there since a kid, all that kind of stuff. But when you are like an important part of the team, an important member, and players are relying on you, the managers relying on you, the supporters are relying on you, they're expecting stuff from you. That is the bit that grows you, that most important bit. That's the bit that turns you into a man 
and will make you go right yeah i'm going to do this and then you start taking ownership of yourself you start being a better professional a bigger professional and you can impact others as well and i think it's a massive move for him and he, I, I hope he goes and smashes it next if, it goes, so, if it goes so for, so well for him in the next few seasons he smashes it there's every chance you could end up back at- oh, it could go but again this is, for this, sure. is, this yeah. is my next question to be honest and it was in today's society because we what we've realized is obviously these players at 21 years old they aren't the finished article and they might kick again and again so is it common in contracts um to have a buyback clause or a first look at a player first refusal yeah it is it's it's fairly common most is mostly of the sort of younger players or something something coming through or at least a salon percentage yeah they'll either have a salon percentage uh, a buyback clause or like a first refusal kind of thing so if 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 he does want to move or if they're interested in signing him again they're the first guys that get to go and like make a bid and stuff like that um i wouldn't say it happens in every contract especially when you're a bit older but especially with the younger ones i'd say the more the more common thing is a salon clause that is that is a much bigger thing okay and then as as a player is it is it common for players to request um terms in in the contract for example saying listen i want a buyout clause of 30 million pounds yeah. is, is that something yeah. you've ever done in your career no i've never done it but it, i know it has become much more popular um there's there's been a lot of players who if they're signing for a team who look like they might struggle in the premier league for example um if if they're signing for one of those lower teams they will have maybe sort of they call it like a relegation release clause so if they if the team gets relegated they either they either just get fully released so they can go on a free transfer or they get a release clause of like two million pounds or something where somebody can buy them but for a much reduced rate basically Mm -hmm. and that is that's kind of it's a bit of a selfish thing it's a player thing where they want to look after themselves so if they want to be playing in the premier league and the team get relegated they're like i got another chance of making another but it works for the team as well because ultimately they get to sign the player yeah they do get to sign the player but if that player is a it smashes it that season and could realistically go for 20 30 million pounds and they get relegated that's a bit of a blow do you know what i mean when you've got to sell somebody for 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 next to nothing yeah okay fair enough right richarlison what we saying tubesy i'm saying fantastic footballer i'm also saying where's he gonna play yeah true that very good point he has to play because he cost 40 million quid 60 weren't it 60 has to play well who's the who's the swedish lad they signed Uh, yeah and you got sonny unbelievable and Conte was that's one of the first players he identified saying i want Son, you ain't getting any past son. No chance. Harry Kane. Yeah. But then again, with fighting on, um, you know, League Cup, FA Cup, Champions League, Prem. Yeah. You need you need a roster of players at least. You don't need you? a roster of players, but is Richardson going to be happy going? Oh, I won't play the Premier League games. You, your perception would be well, looking at him. No. No. I I I, I was because conf- him and Frank, I think, got on really really well, and I thought now they stayed up. Richardson and all the yeah. Everton fans loved him, like, and it looked like he loved the Everton fans. I get, you know, obviously it's maybe more wages, but for for me that one is like, I don't know where he's going to fit in. And would it be that much wages from a club no like idea. Everton to ben, Spurs? Ben's the well, I would I say no, no. I wouldn't say massive increase in wages. I'd say the big pull is living in London. 
I'd say yeah. the big draw for for Richarlison, and this, this is no slight on living up like no, up no. north in no, Liverpool no. way, but um, for a Brazilian lad um, who obviously first when he came over he first signed for Watford, so he's got some London roots anyway. I'd say the big draw for Richarlison is signing for a bigger club in Tottenham. One, but two is living in London as well. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you a little bit, Tubes. I think he's I, the one thing I would say is I just don't think you can have enough good players. So. Whether whether he plays week in week out or not, I'm not sure. But um, he's obviously a very very good player. So I think it's good to have them on your team anyway. But it's a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah, I just I just find it a bit. He's the sort of player who, who you wouldn't be surprised if he only scored eight or nine Premier League goals next season. That's uh, that's how you could see it going a little bit. I suppose it all depends on the individual. If you're happy to go and play 15, 20 games yeah. of football a season and go, you know. Uh, I'll be playing some Premier League games I want. It depends on the individual. You, yeah, sure. You must have seen players like this who go, no, I want to play every single oh, everybody's game. Everybody's different, people are yeah. like, no, I'm cool, i just play it's when all, you want look, me to. Look at Areola. He's just signed at West Ham. At West Ham, yeah. yeah. What, like that 10 mil or something, I think the option was. He just signed there and he played... You know, he played UEFA Cup football last season. Yeah, mm. FA Cup, UEFA Cup, League Cup he played last year. But it, the thing is with Areola, I think he is... He is the long-term West Ham goalkeeper. Whether I know Lucas Fabianski has only signed another one-year deal. Um, whether it's basically a case of, listen, Lucas is going to play this year because he's Lucas Fabianski and yeah. he's top class, he's then, top draw. And then, you know what I mean? By then, Fabianski, I think, will be 37. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I think he's getting towards the end anyway. So it's kind of a natural progression, really, where this new young kid, Alfonso Areola, who is an absolute tank, by the way, and who will be a proper goalie. Um, it just probably makes sense for everybody. And he knows the score and he's happy to bide his time and wait for it. Okay. But right. that's different for Richardson, though, because Son and Kuliskesvi are not, not going to be like. No, they want to play as well. Yeah. They want to so, play as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know okay. about that one. We'll do one more. And then I think before the season starts. We can do another kind of yeah. movers and a shakers. Comprehensive, yeah, com- a comprehensive, comprehensive winners of all and the movers and shakers, winners and losers of the transfer window. Yeah, we did something similar last year. So the last one, um, James Tarkovsky, Burnley to Everton on a free. I like it. Unbelievable. Man. I like it. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really, brilliant. really good transfer. Brilliant. You know what you're going to get off James Tarkovsky. He's a big, horrible play- lad to play against. Leader. S- leader. Set pieces. He'll score you goals. Set pieces. He'll defend them. He's, he's got a bit in both boxes and he's a good lad as yeah. well. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, that, that, is one of the, that is one of the signings of the summer. Yeah, yeah I signing. agree. I'd say what a really intriguing thing just before we sign off is I'm so intrigued to see how Frank gets on this league season at Everton because we talked about it um, on, a, on a different video earlier on uh, where you kind of said he went in, they didn't get the bounce from him initially, started playing a certain style, he had enough about him and he swallowed his pride to, to change the system and they, they ground it out. But now it's a fresh slate. It'll be so interesting to see how it gets because let's, let's make no bones about it. It's a big year for Frank, isn't it? It is massive, a big year. It's a massive year, but I mean... He, he kept him up. He did. He kept him up. He's got the fans behind him. Yeah. You know, they were playing some fantastic football. And I think he's going to do well. I agree. I, I, I think Richardson is a big miss. It's a, it is a bit of a loss. I'd say, um, one thing I will say about Everton, I've, I did a video last year where um, I said, you, you, I think the question was, what is the, um, who are the worst away fans? Yeah. And at the time I said Everton because they were, honestly, I'm not joking you, they were, they were toxic. When the team went behind and they were losing, 
Everton's fans got right on their yeah, team and they were horrible. The video, they, they, could it, yeah. re- they could really like do them some damage. Um, and then that. towards the end of the season, what Frank did, the way he turned it around, the way he got the fans behind them, like you wouldn't believe, right? Their fans are the ones who helped get them safe. They were genuinely. Yeah. Part, their fans when, was rocking. When Chelsea played there. Oh my gosh. Because it's so close to the, the, yeah. the pitch, isn't it? They were brilliant. They were brilliant. They, 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 like you just said, they were a big factor. Yeah, for sure. It had, a, um, it had a very European feel to it, didn't it? Yeah. I think because of the stadium and everything. But brilliant. That, the, there were absolute scenes, wasn't it? Got yeah. like goosebumps. Look, 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 like, 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 But we, we played them, I think, third or fourth last game of the season. Everton, we played them at Vicarage Road, though. Mm. And the away fans. And they were bonkers like jumping up and down all game long didn't shut up got behind the team the team weren't particularly great on the pitch didn't matter never stopped singing so they were yeah it's good it's it's, it's lovely to see these sort of things sometimes yeah. but that's it that's that's the that's the wrap that is the I official really enjoyed that I learned um, a lot the you transfer too. podcast done we'll do another one in a few weeks of all the movers and shakers but as always lads absolutely buzz off that Tomasi world class tubes you're the manners per usual up the Foscast up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Go on, the boys. We're going to play some golf now. Go and play some golf. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. <laughs> <laughs>